Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Therese Therese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled, No Weapon. Here we go. I have always been a champion with the power from within. By God's grace and mercy, I have overcome many tribulations. My desire is to succeed and to be at peace with my enemies. They are the ones who speak against me and who often doubt my abilities. So I owe this to myself and to my children too. Listening to the unbelievers only becomes my fuel. To reach far beyond the stars and prove that I am a true victor. They have talked so much about me and have said some crazy things. But in spite of it all, those weapons aren't prospering. In fact, no weapon that is formed against me will ever prosper. My God has made this promise to me. And yes, he is my anchor. So whenever my enemies try to come against me, I can find confidence in knowing that the weapons that are forming aren't even prospering. So I hope that you all have had the most amazing day on today. Today is April the 26th of 2021. And it is in the evening of. Um, Before I end my evening, I really just wanted to talk about all the things that are happening in this world right now. Um, As a person of color, I know a lot of us, we have a tendency to try to find our way in terms of a way of escape. And we try to stay grounded and hopeful for a brighter day, a better day. I was having a conversation with my adopted big bro yesterday and I was telling him how I literally am praying for better days. And then I get a message this morning about a young man named Isaiah Brown who was shot 10 times while calling 911. And there's so much that has been transpiring over not just the past few days. I mean, media, social media has allowed us to see a lot um, because times have changed. A lot of this stuff used to be done in private. Now it's being done more openly and is very, very disheartening when you are literally guilty before proven, being proven innocent. You're guilty because of your complexion. You're guilty of something that you literally had no earthly control over. 
And I think about my sons and I think about how they're such good young men, such good people. They're assets to the society and our community. But I've been encouraged by my parents to have the talk with them. And although I'm very transparent with my children and I share a lot of things with them, I talk a lot about certain situations, I try my best to just be completely real with them and raw like I like to be on here, which is real and wise. And when I'm thinking about how to have this conversation with my boys, how to tell them that there's a certain way that you must carry yourself in the presence of law enforcement. And then you have all these different scenarios where we think we've got it figured out for the most part. Don't talk back. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm reaching into my glove um, compartment in order to grab my identification. I don't have a weapon on my person. This is my cell phone. I don't have a gun. Do I have your permission to remove my hands from the steering wheel or the dashboard so that I can grab my identification. And then you're still wondering if communicating will be enough. Because some of these police officers have mastered the words, put down your gun when they don't even see one because they know that it's being recorded. So they've mastered how to say the right thing on a videotape. I've got a taser. Show me your hands. And I think about my sons and I think about my family members and I think about my siblings, my brothers. I just think about my people. We are still oppressed. Knees are still on our necks. In 2021. The noose is still around our necks. In 2021. I've heard of the invisible handcuffs. What about the invisible news? Whatever you call it. What about that? What about the invisible knee on the neck? What about finding creative ways to keep us oppressed? In the name of the law. In the name of what is right. But it's not right. It's still not right. And it's so much that we've tried to do to keep the peace. 
We've tried our best not to rock the boat. We've tried our best to walk the straight and narrow path. I remember having a conversation with someone and I was like, for the most part, although I know that this is the world that we're living in, I've always felt like there should be a sense of uh, peace when it comes to knowing that we're in this world, but feeling as if as long as you are a law-abiding citizen, that some of these things won't touch you or shouldn't touch you. Because it seems like one of the main reasons why some of these things are happening is because someone is potential, potentially breaking the law. But then I think of a lot of the innocent lives that have been taken, a 16-year-old gunned down because of a road rage in Mississippi. Like, what is happening? When has it ever been okay to not have a conscience when it comes to taking a life? When did it ever become okay to murder someone in cold blood because you didn't like the color of their skin. Because you didn't like something that they said. Because you didn't feel like they were bowing down to you and treating you like a god. Or because you viewed them like they were an animal instead of a human being that believes the same exact way as every other human being on the face of this earth when did it become okay to disregard life that's not okay and it's happening oh, so often is so many mothers are grieving over the loss of their child the fact that their child is dying prematurely the fact that these things are happening and it's as if there's no true, there's no true justification for it. There's no true, there's really no justice being served. Not at the same level that this, all of these careless murders are taking place. And it is very, very disheartening. When you have so much potential in so many people, so much life in so many people, and it's being snuffed out of them in the blink of an eye because somebody's having a bad day. Are you kidding me? We've got to do better. I understand that we have gone through a pandemic. We're still going through it. But even in the midst of that, whatever justified taking lives just because, quote unquote, you can. What in the world is happening in this world? And it's so disheartening and it's so heartbreaking and it's just plain sad to have to sit down 
in hopes, in hopes that when I have this conversation with my sons, that they have an ear to hear. Because bullets don't have a name on them. But the people behind the guns have unconscious biases and conscious biases that could cost an innocent person their lives. And that is where we're at in 2021. What happened to doing better? If we know better, we'll do better. Or if you know better, you should do better. What happened to that? And there's so many people that have become numb to this crisis. So many people that are just like, oh, another death. Oh, somebody else's life was taken. As if it's just a lot. And it's been weighing heavy on my heart because I have brown skinned boys and brown skinned girls. And I am a brown skinned girl. It makes me feel some type of way to be in the midst of hatred to this magnitude. And it's so sad because people can't even camouflage their hatred any longer. It's so apparent even when they're trying not to be. And so to pretend like I don't see what I see and to pretend like I don't hear what I hear and to pretend like I don't feel what I feel is something I am no longer able to do. I will continue to pray for this nation, for my people, for the people. But I really truly desire better days. This is going to end my episode on tonight. I knew that I would not be before you all long. But before I conclude the episode altogether, I wanted to read a poem to, not a poem, I'm sorry. I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated April 26, 2021. Here it goes. Dear future hubby, in the great words of Ralph Tresvant, I need a man with sensitivity. A man who will be sensitive to my needs externally as well as internally. A man who knows how to minister love in action, deed, and words. Hopefully, he will know how to minister in silence too. I need a man who I can be vulnerable around. One who won't take my vulnerabilities for granted. A man who I can trust with my heart. I pray that that man, what that man has for me will be tenderness, gentleness, and kindness. A gentle giant, so to speak. Someone whom I willingly honor. Submission will come naturally 
because of how he ministers love to me. A man who won't abuse me or my children verbally, physically, emotionally, or at all. May he accept me for who I am and whose I am. Someone I could learn from in the healthiest, wholesome way. A man with moral values, a God-fearing man. But most of all, I pray that you have a right relationship with God. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I do hope that y'all have a marvelous evening, morning or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And please do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.